0: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Zach's Tailgate. I'm your host Zach. As always, we're going to get into some football and food. But first, I hope you guys enjoyed last week when we talked about the Pac-12. And I hope you also enjoyed barbecue pig shots. I know I did. They were really good. I had to limit myself to two or three of them at a time. Or else I probably would have been in the food coma and caught the itis. Now on this week's episode we're going to be getting into a little bit of Big 12 football. Now the Big 12 formed on February 25th, 1994. Now even though it is called the Big 12, they only have 10 teams right now after losing Texas A&M and Missouri to the SEC a couple years ago. The teams include Baylor, TCU, Texas and Texas Tech, all four of those teams are in Texas. Then you have Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. And West Virginia now West Virginia came over to the Big 12 back in the day when the Big East kind of disbanded and so that's why you got the farthest team really away from everybody is West Virginia now last year they played a 10 game schedule nine conference one non-conference they also built in an extra open week to try to help and combat with any cancelled games due to COVID now I'm not going to be one to say that the Big 12 ran through the postseason because I really don't like one of those games that I'm about to talk about. And we'll get into that in a minute. But they did. They went 5-0 and won all of their postseason games. Now Oklahoma State beat Miami in the Cheez-It Bowl. Texas took care of Colorado in the Alamo Bowl. West Virginia beat Army in the Liberty Bowl. Then you had Iowa State beat Oregon in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. And last but not least, you had Oklahoma beating the University of Florida in the Cotton Bowl. And that's the game we're gonna speed by and not talk about. Now, being an SEC guy, I do kind of throw a little bit of shade at the Big 12. I don't think they play as tough a schedule every year. But when you go 5-0 in postseason play, hats off to you as a conference. You did your thing, and that's pretty cool. Now, the first team we're gonna talk about this week is the Texas Longhorns. Now, when you think college football One of the first schools that always pops into my head, and then you think about schools that have been around the longest, played the most games, is Texas. Now, Texas began playing football in 1893, way back in the day, and they won a couple national championships through the years. Well, this past year wasn't one of those national title years for them. Even though they did have a really good team they just couldn't really get everything going all year now they ended the season at seven and three five and three in conference play and fourth in the big 12. they only had one game canceled and that was against kansas now on to the stat leaders for passing you had quarterback ellinger who had 194 completions on 322 attempts for 2500 yards 26 touchdowns five interceptions And he was sacked 22 times. Now he is no longer with the team. He was drafted in the 6th round at number 218 to the Indianapolis Colts. But fear not. Your backup took some snaps last year. Number 8 Thompson. He was 12 for 17. Had 225 yards. 6 touchdowns. And 0 interceptions. So that's not bad stats. I mean 6 of his 12 completed passes were for touchdowns. That's a plus. Now your leading rusher was Robinson, number 5, who on 86 attempts, had 703 yards, was averaging 8 yards a carry, had 4 touchdowns, and his longest run was for 75 yards. Now he also had 2 touchdowns through the air. Now your leading receiver was Moore, number 6, who had 30 receptions for 472 yards. He was averaging 15 yards per reception. His longest was 78 yards and had 9 touchdowns. In tackling, you had Mitchell, number 6, with 62 total tackles, 32 solo, and 30 assisted, and 1 fumble recovery. Your interception leader was Overshawn, number 0, who had 60 total tackles, 32 assisted, 28 solo, 1 sack, 2 forced fumbles one fumble recovery and two interceptions. Now again, all of those guys are coming back besides one and it doesn't look like you're in too bad a shape with the guy that's gonna be replacing him. Now taking a look at your schedule from last year, you jumped out strong with two wins right off the bat. The first one was to UTEP 59 to three. The next one was to Texas Tech 63 to 56 in overtime. That'd be the first of your three overtime games that year. Then you would go on to lose your next two. The first one was to TCU, 33-31. Then to Oklahoma, 53-54. And get this, a four-overtime game. Again, that was a loss in overtime, and we'll get into all your overtime games later. Then you had some more wins. You beat Baylor 27-16, Oklahoma State 41-34, and that was your final overtime game of the year. Then you would go on to beat West Virginia 17-13 in a nail-biter. Then Kansas was canceled, we talked about that earlier. Then you would lose to Iowa State in another nail biter, 23 to 20. You'd beat Kansas State 69 to 31, and you would ultimately get the win in the Alamo Bowl against Colorado, 55 to 23. Again, that was one of the Big 12's postseason wins, one of the five. Now like I said, you guys had three overtime games this past season, and you had a two and one record alone in those. You beat Texas Tech, you beat Oklahoma State, and then would drop to Oklahoma in four overtimes by one point in the big rivalry game. So maybe next year you guys can get that one and get get straightened out and get that win. I know you guys are really going to want that one, and it's a great rivalry game between the two, Oklahoma and Texas. I know I'll be tuned in when it's on. Now as always, out with the old and in with the new, we're going to talk about your 2021 schedule. Now you're going to start off with the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns and you will get the win. Then you're going to play Arkansas. And I'm sorry to say it, but that's going to be your first L of the season. Then you'll beat Rice. I think you'll lose to Texas Tech, beat TCU. I'm hoping you guys can take care of Oklahoma. That's always, again, a great rivalry game. I'd love to see you pull out on top of that one. You'll beat Oklahoma State, beat Baylor, lose to Iowa State, beat Kansas, lose to West Virginia, and then beat Kansas State. That's going to give you an 8-4 record on the year. Now looking at your big games, week two you're going to play Arkansas, so hopefully that's as good of a game as it looks like it should be on paper. Then week six you have Oklahoma, and then week nine you have Iowa State, which Iowa State is going to be the next team we talk about with the Big 12. They're my personal favorites. They're a lot of fun to watch. They played on the underdog card a lot last year. This year I don't think they'll be able to do that. I think they're going to have to come out and keep building on what they did for the last two seasons. So all in all, I'm going to say again, you'll lose to Arkansas and you'll lose to Iowa State, but I'm giving you the win at Oklahoma. So again, you're looking at an 8-4 year and another big bowl game. Now like last week, I went ahead and looked forward a little bit and looked at week two for college football. Now Friday, September 10th, you have Kansas at Coastal Carolina, who Coastal Carolina had a perfect season up until the end last year and lost in their bowl game. Then on Saturday, September 11th, at noon, you have UF at USF. Then at 3.30, you have Oregon at Ohio State. We talked about that last week. Then Texas A&M at Colorado. Then Cal at TCU. Then at 7 o'clock, you have an SEC-ACC matchup with NC State at Mississippi State. Then 7.30, you got an SEC game with Missouri at Kentucky. Then you have Washington at Michigan, should be a good one. And then to wrap the night up at 10.30, if you're still awake and made it all the way through the day, you will have Stanford at USC, who we also talked about last week. All right, now on to our second team we're going to talk about this week, and that is the Iowa State Cyclones. Iowa State started playing football all the way back in 1894. Last season, they ended the year as number one in the Big 12 with a 9-3 record. A little fun fact that I didn't know, but I found out through my research, is that Glenn Scooby Warner, a.k.a. Pop Warner, was a coach for four seasons from 1895 to 1899 and had an 18-8 and eight record. Now, if that name Pop Warner sounds familiar, he was a big donator and big contributor to the league that we all know around the country as Pop Warner, so they named it after him. A little fun fact, I didn't know, and now you know. Now, getting into their leading passer, Purdy, number 15, he had 243 completions on 365 attempts for 2,700 yards, 19 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, and was sacked 13 times. Now, I am going to take a second, though, to shout out his offensive line, because even though he was hit 13 times to many, that is a big drop compared to his first two years, When in 2018, he was sacked 21 times, and in 2019, it was 16. Now, their leading rusher, and this guy blows my mind when I went to go look at his stats. Hall number 28, he had 279 carries for 1,500 yards. Was averaging 5 yards a carry, had 9 touchdowns, and his longest was 75 yards. And just some more stats to rattle off about this guy because he just had a phenomenal year. He had over 100 yards in all but three games. Two games he rushed for 185. Now, your leading receiver was Hutchinson, number 8, who had 64 receptions for 771 yards. He was averaging 12 yards per carry, had four touchdowns, and his longest reception was for 65 yards. Now the next guy I'm going to talk about is number 23, Rose. He led the team in tackling and in interceptions. Number 23 had 96 total tackles, 54 solo, 42 assisted, one and a half sacks, and 5 interceptions with 2 pass deflections. At the linebacker position, this kid had 5 interceptions. It's phenomenal. blows your mind. And if you're an Iowa State fan, I know there's something that you are glad to hear come out of my mouth. Every single one of those players is coming back. So you guys have the talent, it looks like, to, again, repeat, get back to the Big 12 title, and hopefully win. I'd love to see it. I got to go watch you guys play Notre Dame, I think it was two years ago, at the Camping World Stadium for the Camping World Bowl, and you guys hung tough with Notre Dame, and that was when y'all really weren't firing in all cylinders. I believe this could be y'all's year to win the Big 12 and And with the way they're doing the college football playoffs with 12 teams now, I think you have a shot. You'll make it. You'll make it into the playoffs. All right, now taking a look at what happened last year in your schedule, you played five top 25 teams last season counting your bowl game. That's impressive because, again, you were considered a bottom feeder of the Big 12, and to step up the way you did, my hat's off to you guys. Now, starting off the season, though, don't think you thought it was going to end the way it did because you took a loss to the Louisiana Rays Cajuns 31-14 week one. Then you would go on to beat TCU 37-34, win the first time against Oklahoma 37-30, beat Texas Tech 31-15, then you would lose to Oklahoma State 24-21, then you'd beat Kansas 52-22, you'd beat Baylor 38-31, you beat Kansas State 45 to nothing. You'd beat Texas 23 to 20. And West Virginia, you would also beat 42 to 6. Now, again, the only sad part that I'm about to say is that you lost in the Big 12 title to Oklahoma, who you'd already beat. But you lost to them 27 21 in a complete heartbreaker if you watch that game. Bad referees, maybe. Or play. I don't know. I. I don't like to blame the game on the refs, but that was one that you need to go back and watch and take a look at. Then you would get the win, a huge win, in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl against Oregon, 34-17. to And again, guys, you were 9-3 and on the year with an 8-1 and conference record. So other than that, it was a great season. Other than the blemish against Oklahoma State and then the Oklahoma loss in the Big 12 title, you guys are rocking, and you were very fun to watch last year. With everybody coming back, all your stat leaders, I'm hoping that it's, again, another fun season to watch. Now, speaking of next season, now, speaking of this season, I'm going to talk about the 2021 schedule. You start off with Northern Iowa. That's a win. Then you play Iowa at home. That's another win because that's an awesome game, an awesome rivalry game between Iowa and Iowa State. That's home for you guys again this year, and that's going to be a win. Then you go to UNLV, you get the win. Then you go to Baylor, and you'll get the win. You're home for Kansas, and you're home for Kansas, and you'll get that win. You go to Kansas State for a win. So at this point, you are undefeated in your season. Then you have to play Oklahoma State, which again, with even though how close that game was last year, I'm going to tip my hat to Oklahoma State on that one. Then you'll beat West Virginia beat texas i know we just talked about that in the last part then you'll beat texas tech now the next one's going to be oklahoma and i'll give you the l on that one but we'll get to that in a minute then your final game is home against tcu and you'll get the win now your big games this year is definitely going to be iowa week two you weren't able to play them last year because of covid and the different protocols then you have oklahoma state week seven I'm going to say that's an L, but I think that might be a toss up. I think you guys can win that one, maybe. Then your last big game is going to be Oklahoma Week 11. Now I really hope you guys come out firing on all cylinders and take that one, but if I was betting on it, I would probably have to go with Oklahoma. They're getting Spencer Rattler back, and that's going to be just a torment for everybody in the Big 12. Now. If you take that L, a couple weeks later, you'll be in the Big 12 title game still, and hopefully you'll get your revenge. Or, maybe I'm wrong and don't know what I'm talking about, and you guys blow Oklahoma out in Week 11, and then play them in the Big 12 title game and blow them out again. That would be fun. I think everybody in college football would love to see that. Hopefully it happens. But I am definitely going to say that puts you guys at a 10-2 and record with going to the Big 12, and if you win the Big 12... That still gives you a shot to make it into the top four for the college football playoffs. Now to the most important part of the show, that is the food. And This week we're going to be trying something a little bit different. A little crazy, might spice up your tailgate. Maybe it's just you and one other person watching the game. And that is chicken Alfredo pizza, but with a twist, little twist. Instead of using dough, you use chicken. You use canned chicken. You use two cans of chicken, one egg half a cup of parmesan, one tablespoon of basil, one tablespoon of garlic powder, salt and pepper to your liking and mix it all together. Then you flatten it out, put it on parchment paper that you spray with some cooking spray, put it in the oven, then after a while you take it out, then you put your toppings. For this one it's gonna be mozzarella bacon bits with Alfredo. Sounds delicious, it is delicious. It's something definitely to try. You can use any toppings on it it doesn't have to be the alfredo pizza say you're somebody that doesn't like alfredo when you want a classic with the marinara and the pepperoni and the mozzarella you can even do that guys this is so good it's something quick and easy i will put a link in the bio for you to find so you can see the video on it it looks so good and tastes even better well guys that is all for zach's tailgate today again i've been your host zach and thank you so much for listening. It's greatly appreciated. Remember to go check out our Facebook page, Zach's Tailgate. You can catch pictures of the food that we've been making. You can find the latest episodes. Guys, please like, share, tell a friend, tell grandparents, tell anybody that uses it. I'm trying to build it up and it's greatly appreciated. Every like and share that I get.